There it is, opening round, folks. Protect yourself at all times. Punches and bunches, shoe shines in the corner, hot sauce in the ribs. When in doubt, stick it out. Ganchos al hígado. Stick and move, stick and move. I was reminded of that one as I was reading the Alexis Arguello book over the weekend, Rick. Pacific Coast Boxing, I'm going to go ahead and say it. This is season two, episode one, because we're going by 15 episodes, just like an old school fight, Rick. Mm -hmm. So this is technically season two. Season two, first round. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, first round. So there you go, man. Fired up, excited to be here. We made it through 15 episodes, 15 weeks. Can't wait. We're like at the cusp of what we're finally going to get to really the really great fights, Rick. Yeah, no, definitely. You know, we've got a pretty stacked uh, October and uh, November's going to look pretty good, too. You know, we're two weeks away from uh, Lomachenko, Lopez. Looking forward to that one. Uh, you know, Davis, Santa Cruz, um, you know, there's just good fight after good fight. It's almost every week now. Yeah, yeah, and we're going to get to those. Um, spent the weekend, by the way. Didn't get to check it out because it was closed, mm-hmm. but I actually got to, you know, step foot and look at the uh, Boxing Hall of Fame in Canastota, New York. Oh, wow. So I got to check yeah. that out, okay? Um, didn't take any pictures and stuff. Um, wasn't open. Yeah. But that's definitely a place. I know we talked about it, but either it's next year or whenever it happens. Mm-hmm. Um, I got a lot of friends that live out there. So we definitely got to make it. They're telling me about the uh, there's a big parade that takes place out there. Yeah. Um, all the fighters are very accessible. There's a, there's not many hotels there, so there's only so many places for them to stay. Yeah. But um, but the residents there were telling me about uh, Muhammad Ali and some of the great fighters that go there. And have, you know, they've reached out and met their kids and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So small town, I'm telling you. Oh, no, yeah, that, that sounds really cool. Yeah, small little place, man. It's weird, right? Like that place, Cooperstown, uh-huh. they kind of end up in the middle of nowhere almost. Uh, yeah. And I'm telling you, if you blink, you won't even notice that it's the, that it's the International Boxing Hall of Fame. So a pretty small building, you know. What, what, yeah, what tiny, outside of it? Like, tiny, yeah, tiny, yeah, tiny, yeah, tiny. I'm telling you, you won't even, you won't even recognize it. <laughs> You would think it's like some other kind of establishment where yeah. people name like Sunset and Midnight work. <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like that's that's the kind. Of, not that I've ever been to any of those places, no, but yeah, that's of not. but that's how that's how it looks. You know, it's yeah. like it's that fast. You know, so um, so that was cool. Um, you know, good fight of the weekend. I know we're going to talk about it. A lot of people are talking about it as the fight of the year. I got a different opinion on it. Uh-huh. Um, you know, that was Jose Cepeda, of course, and Ivan Baranchik. Yeah, you know, I think, uh, you know, a little bit overrated. Even Bob Arum said uh, it was one of the best fights since since Foreman Lyle. I read that, you yeah. know, and um, and here's the thing, right? I don't even know if the Foreman Lyle was that good of a fight, <laughs> yeah. okay? No, no, no. That being said, most people have never seen the Foreman Lyle fight. Mm-hmm. I have, okay? Um, in fact, that was one of the fights, remember, I was telling you to watch yeah. a while back during the COVID when they were showing all these fights. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, it was a good fight, right? It was it was action packed. You know, he knocked Foreman down, and and you know, and then Foreman came and knocked him down, and that's why Aaron was making reference to that fight because both fighters went down several times, mm-hmm. and then ultimately um, Foreman finished it off in what could only be the only thing I could think about was Ala Rocky, yeah. where that fight should have been stopped a long time ago, <laughs> and I mean literally, right? I mean literally, Foreman was pummeling him in the corner in what seemed like you know. 10 minutes, right? Yeah. And they just wouldn't stop it. And and the referee finally did. So, yeah, that was a good fight. Uh-huh. A but good see, fight. Lyle wasn't considered to be a great heavyweight. Yeah. He was good. He was solid, okay, because he had he had beaten a couple of named fighters. 
And so this was going to be a test. But anyways, I, I don't know. Like maybe we'll get into that. Now we will get into that because I yeah. know you've got that in the news as one of your uh-huh. – uh, as, as one of the talking points. What, I mean, what makes a great fight, you know? Yeah, no, and I, I, I think you've got to have great fighters. Thank and you. You've got to have a big audience. Um, you know, I don't think people were lining up to see the Jose Zapata, Ivan Bronchik fight. You know, uh, probably a lot of people, you know, didn't know about it. You know, right. uh, the one good thing is, you know, with people's Instagram pages, Twitter yeah. pages, they probably saw the highlights, and it, it did bring a few more eyes to the uh, the boxing world. So you, so you make a really good point. And you know what? <clears throat> Let's get to that after because yeah. you make a good point because the first, I think, right, the first ingredient for a great fight or maybe one of them is great fighters. Yeah. Okay? Don't get me wrong. You know, these guys are ranked. These guys are ranked in several divisions, right? But I don't know if I would confuse these guys with great fighters. That's the only reason why I get it when Aram says, you know, the Foreman uh, Lyle because, yeah, Foreman was considered a great heavyweight. Yeah. Of course, came back, you know, won the uh, holders to win the heavyweight championship against Moore, et cetera, right? Yeah. Um, but I don't know what these guys. So that, you know, let's talk about that in the next because, again, I know we're, I'm getting ahead of myself mm. and we're going to talk about that. Um, we also got some interesting fights coming up, Rick, that yeah. I know not big ones, but big for us that are boxing fans. We got the Navaretti via fight coming up. I know you said that we've got the um, uh, Leo Santa Cruz. Mm-hmm. And Gervonta Davis, that's in two weeks, right? Yeah. Or now been moved, I think, to the uh, end of the end of the month, right? Yeah, to Halloween, uh, October thirty first. Right. And but but there's big fights. I mean, to me, that Navarrete Via fight is coming up. Mm-hmm. So I want to talk about that one a bit too. Yeah. I know we've kind of touched on it, but that one's here. Yeah. That so that one, that one, I definitely want to talk about this Friday. Yeah. 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 That's that's. I can't wait. I'm glad it's yeah. a Friday. It gives us something to watch on a Friday, mm-hmm. and then. Um, the we'll break down the Leo Santa Cruz and Davis fight next week. See if we can get some folks in here, maybe some trainers or somebody that can uh, talk about mm-hmm. it. So that that's going to be an interesting one. We'll talk about Loma Lopez next week as well. You know that because yeah, we'll be one week away. Yeah, yeah, correct. Sorry, I got those wrong. We're definitely going to break yeah. that one down next week. Yeah, yeah, that one is is a week away, getting closer. Uh, they did the weigh-ins. I know you got some of that information mm-hmm. in the news. So that. Um, that's pretty exciting, man. Like we're yeah. finally getting to some of those things, yeah, right? Starting to get to the, the big fights we've we've been waiting for. You know, it's going to be regular TV. You know, it's it, it's it's going to be great to watch. So I'll tell you another thing I did, right? Um, because I had an opportunity to to travel. Um, I got into reading the um, the Alexis Arguello okay. um, biography, okay, mm-hmm. by Christian uh, Judis. I think it's pronounced. So, pretty interesting book. Now, if you don't know this, right, um, Alexis Arguello is one of my favorite fighters all time. Okay? He just is. Okay? Um, he's Most people remember him for fighting Aaron Pryor mm-hmm. twice, but that wasn't his best division. Kind of like Duran and the welterweight junior middleweight. Mm-hmm. Um, Alexis Arguello's best division was the featherweight division. That's kind of where he made his name at the 130-pound. And then he kind of slowly moved his way up. Him and Duran kind of never really crossed paths. They did cross paths, but they never crossed paths as far as actually fighting, okay? What was interesting in reading the book, however, is the amount of nonsense, because at some point, um, Don King got involved with uh, um, promoting a lot of the fights. Uh And, you know, some of what we had talked about in an early episode in in, uh, season one, how uh, Don King would move opponents up just so they had a better name 
that would make the fight more marketable, man. Yeah, yeah of course, this was the WBC, correct? Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. WBC, yes, yeah. it was WBC. You know, always and, favored and, uh, Don King. So there was guys, you know, there was guys like, a, you know, uh, undefeated Filipino kid, uh, I think it was Fam, 22-0, and 0, mm-hmm. never fought anybody, and all of a sudden he was ranked number six in the WBC, <laughs> right? And that went on and on and on, right? And it was just, it was interesting how all that worked out. And just reading, right? Again, if you don't know Alexis Argoy, I'm sure most people listen to this podcast do, but in case you don't, right? If he was around today, okay, um, I would say I'm not sure anybody in the 126 division or the 130 pound division would beat him. No, yeah, definitely he would be a huge mismatch, you know, 5'10, you know, really tall for that division. Yeah, that was the thing, is yeah. he was 5'10", and he could bang. See, he wasn't a 5'10", mostly. You know, a lot of times when you're tall and lanky like that, mm-hmm. what, that's synonymous with what? Being a good boxer, being quick, right? Yeah. And he could box, but he was an assassin. He was very patient, right? Yeah. He, he, he would break down an opponent, um, and then before you know it, the fight was over because he'd crack you. And back then was when they would, when they would do the 15-round fights. Yeah, I, I just remember the... Uh... You know the was it the legendary knights, uh, uh-huh. Arguello, Pryor, and yeah. you know the uh, give me the one with the mix, right? You know, and that's why a lot of people almost discount those fights. By the way, because yeah. for because of that, number one, that was beyond Argu- that wasn't Arguello's weight; it was Pryor. Yeah. Okay, and then and then you've got that right, and and we know that. Pryor was obviously, unfortunately, right. I mean, mm. it was never proven, but it was right in front of us. Yeah. So for that reason, it's hard to give the credit. And I love the Hawk, by the way. I absolutely, that's Aaron Pryor. I love the Hawk. But when that stuff happens, and we even talked to some trainers, right? Rudy El Chicano Hernandez, mm-hmm. he even voiced in on that and, you know, doubted and didn't give a lot of credence to uh, Aaron Pryor, man. Yeah. So just kind of interesting. We'll talk more about it. I told you I want to talk about one, you know, great fighter or a classic fighter. Um, but that was it for me, Alexis. And again, I, so I started looking at it and it's like, and you guys, by the way, fans email me, hit us up on Instagram mm-hmm. if you think I'm wrong, but at the 126, 130 pound weight division, um, like a guy like Miguel Burchelt, for example, um, Arguey would destroy him. Yeah. It'd be a hell of a fight. Okay. This is a guy because Miguel Burchelt reminds me a lot of Ruben Oliveras. Mm-hmm. Okay. El Paz, who was considered to be, you know, maybe the greatest Mexican fighter of all time. Arguella fought him. And by the way, a lot of those fights, the big fights, they fought right here in our backyard. Those were at the Forum and at the Olympic Auditorium. Yeah. He fought um, Ruben Oliveras at the Forum in a, in 130, uh, 130 pounds and knocked him out, I think, in the 13th round when a huge pro-Mexican contingency, by the way. Yeah. Watch that fight on YouTube. Watch the uh, uh, Arguella. See, so that's the thing, right? Um, you know what? I'll cover that later. But when people say great fight, that was a great fight. Yeah. Watch Arguello and Ruben Oliveras, okay? That's a great fight. Yeah. You know, with great fights, you know, we'll talk about it later. But, you know, there has to be some kind of historical significance along with it. Um, That's a great point. Know, it's, it's, That's a great point. It's got to be it's, meaningful, it's, right? Is Zapata, you know, is anybody going to talk about Zapata 10 years from now? Yeah, I, I would say probably not with yeah. all due respect. And yeah. by the way, and we're not taking anything away from his performance, right? Yeah. And what he did and the guts that he showed, but I, but I hear you. Yeah. So, yeah, and, and that's the thing, right? These fights, um, even Alexis Arguello's fight with the Bobby Schoolboy Chacon, another good fight. These were knockouts, right? Mm-hmm. But when I look when I look at Alexis Arguello and I look at today's division, I'm sorry, um, he mows right through Leo Santa Cruz at all. Yeah. Jojo Diaz, not a chance, mm-hmm. okay? 
Jamal Herring, um, no, not a chance. None of these guys. He cleans. And by the way, I don't think there's a single person who knows boxing that could argue against my point. Yeah, no, you know, he's, uh, you know, once in a lifetime talent. Yeah, that's yeah. the thing. That's the thing, right? And back, and again, he was fighting his once a month, once every two mm-hmm. months. That's all they would do. 100,000, 150,000, those were big paychecks back in the day. Yeah. yeah, so by the time he got the prior 140, that was not his prime, and it definitely was a money fight. But, but anyways, but interesting to see the shenanigans back then. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a great book. If you, you know, those of you guys haven't read it, it's Aguayo, the, uh, the author is Guidis, G-U-I-D-I-C-E. He also had a uh, autobiography on Duran. That's the one you see here on the table. Yeah. So I'm going to read that one after another favorite or a uh, top fighter of mine. But just interesting, the shenanigans that they would pull back in those <laughs> days. Same with the weight, you know, the way that you could imagine back then. Now, back then, they would do the official weights the day of the fight, by okay. the way. You know, they changed it now for the health of the fighter so that they didn't have to go through all that pain, right, the day of the fight, mm-hmm. and then expect to fight you know, a few hours later, right? Yeah. Now they allow them, they weigh in, I think, the day before the fight in most sanctioning bodies, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so they allowed them to gain that weight. But all the stuff and, the you know, people putting their foot on the scales, right, and how fighters make weight and don't make weight and the governments that were involved in those, yeah, right? You remember, he's from Nicaragua, uh-huh. and he would travel to, you know, to Cuba, to Mexico, and the government connection that would be involved in those fights as well as the promoters, Unbelievable. Yeah, it'd be ridiculous. <laughs> so it's pretty crazy when you hear how some of these fights would get made. Anyways, folks, so here's what we got. We got the boxing news. We're going to get into that fight that happened over the weekend, give you our take on it, and then we're going to get into I know there's a lot of other stuff going on in the news, right? I won't just some teasers. I know there's a lot of fights. Wilder mm-hmm. Fury, um, Urbina, um, Jacob, Gabe Rosado, a whole bunch of stuff going on, folks. So hang on. We'll be right back. Pacific Coast Boxing. All right, Pacific Coast Boxing, Alfonso Ruiz, back, co-host Rick Prado. Um, I tell you what, Rick, and then, of course, I know we're big boxing fans, but in the other part of the sports world, Dodgers and Padres tomorrow. Yeah, fired up about that. Uh, yeah, you know, yeah, tough Dodgers opponent. Going. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a best of five. Um, I, I still think the Dodgers have the advantage, so we'll see. The Lakers, of course, lost yesterday, mm-hmm. but I'm sorry. Okay, and I don't care. Like I, I don't usually don't like saying these things because it's going to be a jinx. But Miami Heat has no chance of beating the Dodgers. I mean, sorry, of course they don't. The Miami Heat has zero chance of beating the Lakers. Yeah, no, in, in a seven-game series, it, not going to happen. You, you knew it was probably going to go five games. The Lakers were going to take one of the games off. Yeah, and uh, you know, the, I think they'll win the next two. Here's the way you always got to look at a seven-game series. When a team goes up to nothing, mm-hmm. okay, that means you've got five games left, right? Yeah. So it's simple math. Five games left. That means the Miami Heat have to beat the Lakers four out of five games. Yeah. Are they going to beat the Lakers four out of five games? No, it's not going to happen. And then you look at the other side. That means the Lakers just have to win two out of the next five. Yeah. Okay, if you look at their whole season, okay, they did that easily in five-game stretches. In fact, they usually won three or four out of five against much tougher opponents. Anyways, there's your other boxing news of the day. Um, and then, like we said, the Dodgers, I think they're in pretty good shape. I think we're looking at a double championship year, which is a little odd because we don't get to see it. Yeah. But, you know, definitely we we'll, should go to the parade if it happens, you know. Well, yeah, that, 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 that's the other part. You know, uh, you know, when it 
you don't count the chickens before they hatch, but yeah. uh, what are they going to do with uh, any kind of Laker parade, Dodger parade? Um, just disguise it as a rally, yeah. right? Yeah. Just disguise it as a rally <laughs> for something. And again, we don't talk politics here, but, you know, <laughs> I'll, I'll leave it at that. Yeah. If you disguise it as a rally, I think that that's acceptable. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, all right. That is baseball. There's your baseball and basketball update. But there's a lot of stuff going on in the in boxing news. Um, and before we get to that, by the way, Rick, another thing of my trip yeah. out to uh, Canastota, New York. Um, got to hang out with a lot of the locals there. And guess what? A lot of Cobra Kai fans. Yeah? Yeah, Definitely. a lot of Cobra Kai fans. Ran into one individual who happens to be a sensei and owns his own dojo. And that's what he does for a living. Uh-huh. And so he was really fired up. Yeah. Just so you know, talking but, uh, talking about what's going to happen in the third season. Uh-huh. Did he have a headband? He didn't have a headband. No. He didn't have a headband. Okay. And the thing is, um, you wouldn't even know that he was a sensei and just you know, looking at mm-hmm. him. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that, you know, looks can be deceiving, man. Yeah. No, de- definitely. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Uh, you know, that that uh, series is definitely catching on. You know, I, yeah. um, I know my girls are loving that series. You know, they're yeah. talking about it. You know, they want to start watching, you know, Karate Kid 1, 2, and 3. Yeah. You know, just, just to catch up so they, they know the backstory on some of these things. That well, you have to. On. It gives you, it sets the context for what yeah. happened. So, anyways. And then, you know, new season. <laughs> yeah. January January 8th. Yep. You know, so looking yep. forward to that. Yeah. The, it says Chosen's going to come out in it. Uh-huh. Chosen, that's Sato's nephew. Yeah. The yeah. one that, like I told him, I said, yeah, that's the guy that live or die. Yeah. And he chose die, of course. Oh, yeah, of course. As he should. Yeah. Right? Um, you know, my favorite part was, uh, you know, the the girl hit him with the, uh looked like a rotten tomato because yeah. the thing splattered all over his shirt. And, you know, he took it off. You keep for your collection. Yeah. <laughs> I know you like it. <laughs> so my favorite part was when, um, was when Daniel Russo says, hey, uh, I'm not looking for trouble, right? Uh-huh. Remember what he said? Yeah. Maybe trouble find you. Yeah, trouble's looking for you, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know yeah, what the, I mean? The guy, yeah. was, the guy was awesome. Because what a, what a pansy thing to say. Yeah. Hey, man, I'm not looking for trouble. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Who is, you know? Yeah. Who is looking for trouble? Some people are. Yeah. But Chosen says the classic, maybe trouble find you, yeah. right? Yeah. And you know what? He was trouble. No. So if he comes back... All the better. All the better. You know, but, uh, you know, from the clip, you know, Chosen's lost all of his hair. Yeah. You know, he's, he's ball-headed. Uh, yeah. You know, but de- definitely looking forward to seeing him uh, return. As long as, as long as he doesn't lose the attitude. Yeah. Oh, he, no. He could Go lose on. the hair. He could lose everything. As long as well, he doesn't lose the attitude and that, and that fighting spirit. Well, he, he, I'm he sure lost, he hasn't. He lost all of his honor. Yeah. You know, now it's time to get it back. That's yeah, that's exactly yeah. right. Especially in, in the eyes of all the people in front of the, that were there. That's right. That's exactly right. Yep. All because he wouldn't go help the uh, the gal that was stuck on the pole. Yeah. Right? Yeah. He had to go. And who knows what his circumstances were at the time. Yeah. You know? He probably hurt his leg. You right. Know, who knows? Her head of the... I mean, yeah, maybe he was out to save of the thing. So, yeah. And then that's right. The uncle said to, to to the uncle, to Sato, he's now dead. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah. I'm pretty sure he told him that. Yeah. He's, he's, you're dead to me. Yeah. You're dead. And that's then, the uh, ultimate. Right? You know, which was you know, also a weird scene because, uh, you know... He wouldn't go help the girl. Yeah. After he said that to him, he ran off into the same yeah. blizzard that he wouldn't run into. Yeah. You know before. I thought he went inside. Didn't he go inside? He went inside. If he did, and but he, then and, once, and he, he kind of he cowered in the corner. Right? He cowered in the corner, but once yeah. he told them something, <laughs> yeah, he got upset. Yeah. And he left. Oh, and then oh yeah, that's yeah. right. Then he bailed. Huh? Yeah. 
<laughs> Which again shows his fighting spirit. Yeah. Right. So there you go. Yeah, that we're looking forward to that, man. Um, all right, so let's get to the boxing news. There's still a lot of stuff that's happening, so let's get caught yeah. up, Rick. What's going on? Uh, well, we'll start off with the, uh, you know, we touched on it, the uh, Z- Z- Jose Zapata fight. Yep. Ivan Branchik. Um, yep. It's, um, Zapata knocked him out in the fifth round. Yeah. Uh, both men hit the canvas four times. Yeah. Um, but uh, the last one, you know, Branchik, uh, you know, motionless after yeah, and and on that, by the way, he's doing okay from what we understand, mm-hmm. right? Did we get any any report on that yet? Uh, no, yeah, it. Um, I'm, I'm sure he's okay. I think he was released from the hospital. Yeah, yeah, they gave some note that he's he's doing okay, kind of mm-hmm. leaving, almost like you know, like getting arrested for a DUI. He's leaving on his own recognizance, kind yeah. of thing. You know what I mean? Um, I would know about that, by the way. <laughs> if I really wouldn't. Um, so here's the thing, okay, and we we alluded to it, so let's dive into it because there's a lot of people saying. Instant fight of the year, mm-hmm. okay, instant, right? Like, no doubt about it. Now, why do they say that? They say that because there was eight knockdowns, okay? Mm-hmm. And with each fighter going down a total of four times, Rick, Yeah. okay? And then and then the same, and they went down in the same round, mm-hmm. okay? Similar to, like you said, you know, Bob Arum talked about George Foreman and, and Lyle, okay? Mm-hmm. But we've been talking about it. So what, you know, what constitutes a great fight, okay? So... Yeah, I think the fighters have to be considered, you know, pretty good. Not necessarily great because not, you know, you, that was still a good fight, right? Yeah. Yes. Still a good fight. But to be great, and I think you mentioned it, there's got to be something on the line, right? Mm-hmm. And I think this is, uh, yeah, I think this was a title eliminator. But, uh, you know, you look at, you know, the people ahead of them in that division. Yeah. N- neither one of them are going to beat. One of the one of the champions of that division. Yeah, I mean, it's you know, how could it be a title eliminator if, um, you know, um, well, so Peta's ranked number two, right? Mm-hmm. Progreus is number one. This is WBC. Yeah, and then Branchik is number six. I think we said mm-hmm. um, Branchik, and then when you look at, of course, the other divisions, which is difficult to do. Um, only Branchik is he's number four in the IBF. Uh-huh. Okay, so Peta's number three in the WBO. So. Okay, the both of them are considered we can say top ten fighters. Yeah, right. So yeah. it's so the, these these are not like you know scrubs, no names, barely starting mm-hmm. their career. Hey, go ahead and scrap. Everybody knew going into that fight that it was going to be a slugfest, knowing both of their styles. Yeah, and and okay. both of them with uh, you know one loss or or two losses, and you know their losses were to the the, the top guys. You know Josh Taylor, yeah, um, Jose Ramirez, yeah. Know, so there were. You know some some good fighters that they've lost to. No, that's exactly right. So you know, not to discount or mm-hmm. you know minimize, disrespect these guys. Certainly, I'm not saying right that these are not world class fighters. Yeah. They are world class fighters. I mean, tech, you know, they're ranked in the top ten by yeah. major sanctioning bodies. Even though the sanctioning bodies are com- is a complete joke, they're still ranked in the top ten. Okay. Yeah. However, right? Do we consider them to be um, you know, candidates to be champions in that division, like you said, probably not, yeah, right? Probably, probably not. Yeah, they're not going to beat Jose Ramirez and not going to beat Josh Taylor, mm-hmm. right? They probably don't beat Regis uh, Progreus, no, right? So that you know that they, you know so you so you start and stop right there, okay? Um, you know Mario Barrios, Ismael Barroso, you know maybe right, but you know may, may, maybe they're looking at it as 
we've had so many bad fights. Yeah. That that. Yeah. They, they, I think they're looking at it as perspective of, we've had so many bad fights, so many lopsided fights. Yeah. We finally get a close one. It was back and forth. Yeah. Fight of the year. That's a great point. Okay, so you made a really good point there. Yeah. That I didn't think about. It's also in the context of what other fights are taking place, yeah. right? Yeah. So you're right. And speak, but here's the thing, right? Um, you said in the opening segment, are we going to look back 10 years later and talk about, right. you know, Jose Cepeda? Yeah. Okay. Are we going to look back 10 years later and talk about this fight as being, boy, that was one of the great fights, yeah. right? Um, I don't see it, man. And yeah. here, because here's the thing. When you, again, when you ask me, hey, what are some of the great fights that I've seen, okay, mm-hmm. without even thinking, without even doing research, Hagler Hearns comes to mind, yeah. right? Two great fighters, um, you know, happen to be two of the four kings, solidifying that middleweight division. Yeah. That's a great fight, right? Only lasted three rounds, but wow, right? Uh, Leonard Duran, another great fight. Mm-hmm. Arguello, even the the two Arguello uh, prior fights, by the way, yeah. the prior one, wow, great fights. Arguello Oliveras, great fight. Okay, so that's just off the top. Okay, and, and, and you're talking, you know, just to help make your point. Yeah, you know, Hall of Famer versus Hall of Famer. That's right. Is, is that, that, that's exactly that, right. That's probably not what we we've got here. No, we don't. Yeah. We don't. We've got two guys. Even the, you know, you talk about it. You know, the Ring Magazine. It's right there on the table of our uh, studio here. You know, Gotti Ward, right? Mm-hmm. The wars and the great fights. Those were great. Those were great fights, yeah. right? But is there a difference between great fights and entertaining fights? Yeah, and I, I think that's, uh, you know. I, I think that's what this one is. It's probably a little bit of an overreaction. Yeah. You know, I, here I'm hoping that we've got October fights, we've got November fights, we've got December fights, and we've yeah. got big fights. Yeah. You know, I'm hoping that uh, Lomachenko Lopez yeah. is fight of the year. No, that's exactly right. Because, and, and let's go the other way, right? We could look at fights, okay, De La Hoya and Trinidad, right? Mm-hmm. Infamous De La Hoya and Trinidad. Uh-huh. Um, you know, Controversial as to who won, but could that be considered a great fight? Not a great fight. It's supposed to be Not fight of really. the millennium, right? Fight of the millennium, right? Wasn't a great fight, but it wasn't no. right. So that's just saying it. So you the, could you could have legends in there. De La Hoya Corte, right? Was yes a better fight. That's a, that was a great fight. Yeah. That was an absolute yeah. great fight. Tr- that's right. Tr- Trinidad Vargas, yes, great, you know, great yes, fight. yeah, yeah. No, it was. It was yeah. a slugfest, and it was two guys in the peak, right, of the yeah. prime that were considered the very best. These guys, right, kind of like at some point with Gotti, although I know Gotti was a world champion and, mm-hmm. and, and everything, um, but Mickey Ward was not considered to be, right? No, I think, it, well, eventually Gotti, Gotti did make it into the Hall of Fame. Right, which yeah. he should, yeah. which he should because of the champ. But see, he made it into the Hall of Fame mm-hmm. as much because of his fights, because of the entertaining and yeah. his style of fights. Yeah. Let's be honest, right? He, oh, yeah. Because toward the end of the career, when he started boxing and he started right, got getting a little smarter, wasn't as entertaining. But at that point, he had already you know solidified himself yeah. as being a very entertaining fighter. That's why he made it into the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. But I don't think anybody's gonna. You're not gonna look back and say that Arturo Gari was one of the greatest fighters of all time at that weight division. No, no, there's no way. Yeah. No, yeah, definitely not. Uh, but yeah, I think it's just a, a big overreaction. We a lot of. We had a lot of downtime where there weren't fights. Then we had some really bad fights for a long time. And I think finally now we're starting to get into, you know, the better, more even fights, more name fighters. Yeah. 
And, um, you know, so it's probably too soon to crown, you know, fight of the year. You know, some, some people were saying fight of the year. Yeah. Round of the year. Yeah. And KO of the year. Well, you know, and all of those because of the knockdowns. Yeah. All those because of the knockdowns. That's why if there's no knockdowns, they wouldn't have called it fight of the year. Yeah. They would have just be, and you know, again, these guys are both going down in the same round. Okay, mm-hmm. I've watched the fight. You've watched the fight. At several points in the fight, these guys are just flailing, man. Yeah, they're flailing punches. How are you getting hit that many times? <laughs> okay, again, give them nothing but respect, nothing but mm-hmm. kudos. These guys are warriors. These guys are putting it all on the line. I get it. I'd love to talk to them, especially the one of Sopeda, the kid. He's from Montebello. He's from uh-huh. our, he's from our backyard, right? But, you know, 140-pound division, right? What do you think a guy like Mikey Garcia does to these guys, man? Yeah, no. Right? uh, Mikey Garcia's not going to go down four times. Yeah, no. The the, the boxing, you know, just... um yeah, it just turned into a slugfest. Neither so. I mean, Jose Ramirez yeah. probably rolls right through these guys. Yeah, and I maybe think, one uh, or two rounds. And, and I think Ramirez already uh, has beaten Zapata. He has. That's yeah. right. That's right. So I, again, great fight as far as from an entertaining perspective. Mm-hmm. Okay, and I think we both agree with that. It was. I'm glad yeah. that you know that it was that entertaining, um, and it was competitive. That's another thing. Obviously, they went back and forth. But was it a great fight? Yeah, let's slow down with this. Yeah, one of the you know I've heard people one of the greatest fights ever. Well, then you you clearly haven't seen have not been watching yeah. a lot of boxing if you're saying that's one of the greatest fighters fights ever. Yeah, YouTube Alexis Arguello and watch his fights against Bobby Schoolboy uh, Chacon against Ruben Oliveras against uh, Marcel, who he fought twice. Um, all of those fights. Mm-hmm. Those five fights right there, and you tell me this one, this fight is better than that. No way. Yeah, no. It, 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 I, I think it's just because it's been a down year so far. Yeah. Um, I think by the end of the year, another another fight will emerge as yeah. fight of the year. So and, and again, so maybe that's something that we'll have to talk about in our next segment, yeah. right? Is not next segment, but maybe in a... Um, in, in a future uh, episode, mm-hmm. which is, you know, what are the greatest fights yeah. then, right? Again, you know, Marco Antonio Barrera. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? He and, had wars. Like, you could pick a fight, you know, right. him Pacquiao, him Eric Morales. Morales, right, um, right. Yeah, he had multiple fights at... Uh, yeah, Chiquita Gonzalez. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you name it. I mean, uh, uh, um, a who's who with, with these guys, right? Yeah. To, so to say that that was a great fight, it was a good, it was an entertaining fight. Mm-hmm. Was it great? Yeah. Come on, let's 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 calibrate the level of when we say that was great <laughs> and what it constitutes. But nevertheless, yeah. Okay, it was extremely entertaining. Glad I got to see it. Right, because remember, right, and I think I forgot about them already. But who his opponent was? But remember, it's only two weeks ago we were talking about the snoozer with Erickson Lupin. Uh, yeah. Right. So let me just let me just make sure you know that that because as fans are listening, like so what's his problem? What saying. Yeah. Right. You're no, like, I would rather see this fight all day long. Like, make up your mind. Right. You know? That's right. Yeah. Well. Yeah. What? Yeah. What do you want? What do you want? You know. It's like I would much rather. Um, yeah. I mean, compared to Erickson, yeah. please the the snooter that put us. This one didn't put anybody to sleep. Yeah, this one no. you're gonna watch every single round. You're gonna pause it. You're gonna text your friends, dude. You gotta watch the fight. These mm-hmm. guys are going. Toe to toe, whatever, right? Yeah. Entertaining. But honestly, just as entertaining, I hate to say it, in some cases, as you would, you know, YouTubing street fights or looking at Instagram yeah. street fights, like that kind of stuff. 
You know, it's the sweet science, and maybe because I'm too much of a fan of that, mm-hmm. of the sweet science, right? That, it, you know, I mean, it's kind of a controlled aggression, and these guys just went at it. Anyways, still a good fight, and I appreciated that versus the Lubin snoozer. Yeah, no, yeah, definitely. You know, Lubin, and, and by the way, I, I remembered it, and Abreu. Yeah. Uh, you know, definitely, you know, a lot better than that. Uh, you know, also, uh, you know, this week we've got uh, Showbox, the new generation, you know, returns for the first time since March. Uh, Three fight card uh, with uh, undefeated super welterweight prospects, Charles Conwell yeah. and Wendy Toussaint. Uh huh. Um, and this will be from the Mohegan Sun in, uh, in Connecticut. Okay. Um, so th- that'll be this Wednesday. Nice. Um, also, you know, this weekend, you know, I think a fight that uh, we've argued back and forth about um, the Emmanuel Navarrete uh, Ruben Villa fight. Yeah. Um, and it'll be for the vacant WBO featherweight title that was previously held by Shakur Stevenson. Who's showing that fight, by the way? This is going to be another one of those. You got to find the app. No, no, it'll be on ESPN. Oh, thank God. Yeah. Thank God, yeah, and we can go back and forth if yeah. the Dodgers and Padres because yeah, there's going to be a lot on. Uh, well, it's on Friday, yeah. so you know definitely the uh, game four of the Dodgers will be on. Hopefully not. If, yeah, hopefully not. Hopefully we're not but, playing game four. Um, <laughs> you know, but uh, there there may or may not be a Laker game that night. Yeah, yeah. That hopefully that series that series is over. Yeah, that's why. Yeah, <laughs> um, should be over by then. In fact, I'm gonna go ahead and limb. It's gonna be over by then. They yeah. play tomorrow and then Wednesday, and then we're done. And then done. We're planning okay. parade by uh, by then. <laughs> by the way, Gabriel Flores Jr. won on uh, on Saturday as well. Okay, that's the kid from Stockton. Yeah, right. The kid from up north. So he he won as well. That was a uh, didn't really fight um, necessarily anybody of note. Mm-hmm. It was kind of a I don't want to not not a lackluster performance at all, but you know not uh, not not anybody of note. Yeah, but he did fight as well. Okay, and so then uh, okay, so back to the uh, Navarrete Ruben Villa. You know, maybe it's prediction time. Yeah. Uh, who 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 do you got in this one? I'm gonna surprise you because I've done, like I said, I've done a lot of research uh-huh. and I've looked at their opponents and who they fought. Yeah. And I now have Ruben Villa, right? Uh-huh. I know I always had him. Yeah. Okay, but now I have him in a. Unanimous decision. Unanimous decision? Yeah, yeah. First I had him in what I told you was going to be a split decision, I think. Okay. Right? Not even a majority decision. I think he has the opportunity to completely outbox Navarrete, uh-huh. who, um, who's moving up, remember, right? Uh-huh. He's moving up to the 126 uh, weight division. Yeah. Weight division that Alexis Arguello started and then cleaned out, and he cleaned out the 130, actually. Um, okay, here's the thing, Rick. Um I like Ruben Villa, and maybe that's swaying my my mm-hmm. my view, right? But I really do think that he has an opportunity to outbox Navarrete. Navarrete is going to come in. He's going to do his normal slugging, right? He's a matador. He's only got one way to fight, right? He's got one style. And I don't think that anybody of Ruben Villa's caliber, remember, right? Mm-hmm. Golden Glove champion. Told you the opponents that he's beating that that he's beaten in the uh, in the amateurs, right? I told you Devin Haney, uh-huh. Stevenson, right? The guy can box, yeah. And so I think majority to unanimous decision. I really think Ruben Villa has a shot. Okay, uh, I'm going to go the other way. Yeah. I think Navarrete wins by knockout, <laughs> and I think that uh, you know there's a good chance it's before the sixth round. Yeah, that 
That I don't think so. Yeah, I don't, I don't think Ruben Villa is going to get knocked out I, I before, just think, uh, uh, before, the, before the sixth round. Man. I just I think never any, um, yeah. you know, I think Ruben Villa is going to make some mistakes in this one. He may not be ready for this one. You know, he's got yeah. 18 fights in, the level of, of opponent, uh, you know, only five knockouts. He's going to have to box and, you know, he's going to have to be the slickest boxer because, you know, never ready, you know, he hits hard. He's yeah. got uh, 32 wins, 28 by knockout. Uh, at 122, though. Yeah, but it's four, it's four pounds, and I think he already outgrew <laughs> but, that division. At, but at the at the lightweight division, lightweight at the lighter divisions, uh-huh. that's it's a big deal, man. Yeah, 126 I, to I 130 is, is, to, is a big deal. You know, you know? It, it'll be a few extra meals. You know, yeah, he's gonna be strong for this one. Every time Ruben Villa has fought, and then where he stepped up competition, uh-huh. he continues to win. And like I said. He has a huge, huge um, amateur pedigree. Mm-hmm. Emmanuel Navarrete does not, right? Now, yeah. the reason, right, and that's just the way it is, right? He's he's from Mexico, and so they're very um, motivated to start fighting professionally to, to make uh-huh. money. That's a, that's a big part of it, right? Yeah. Um, not all of them, but he's one of them. The, the kid that fought last week, Aron Alameda, was an exception. Mm-hmm. He fought a couple hundred amateur fights, which is really odd. Um, even Canelo, look how many uh, amateur fights Canelo's had. Yeah, not many, right? Um, so Ruben Villa has hundreds and hundreds of them. Yeah, Golden Gloves champ, right? Now, you know there there, there isn't a, a big uh, you know I'm looking over Ruben Villa's you know record. Um, you know the bubble may be too big of a venue for him. Yeah, um, I'm looking at a lot of fights at uh, Omega Products in Corona, right. which you know we love going to. Yeah, that's our spot. You know, that's our spot, spot right there. A the lot of Omega Products, a lot of Double Trees, a mm-hmm. lot of, you know, I I can't even. The Omega Products might be the biggest stage he's been at. Yeah, you know, and you know, being on ESPN, you know, could be nervous. He's fought a lot of fights back in his hometown, up in his hometown, by the way, of uh, of Salinas. The, so. the yeah, but I, I don't know how big the Selena Stormhouse is. I went to Selena's for a softball tournament, right? And, and, that, and that's I, and I that, didn't see a big Selena Stormhouse. That's right, because that says it all. Just <laughs> your your drive from the hotel to the softball fields, <laughs> right? Is is all is all it took for you to get enough of a feel? Yeah, yeah. Sorry, the folks who yelled, you just disrespected all hundred and forty thousand members of, of of the city of Selena's. Of the city of Selena's. People of Selena's are tough. Right, uh-huh. they're type of city where you grow up, and you got to use your hands. You're gonna sweat. You're gonna work. Mm-hmm. And Ruben V is one of them. And I think that you're gonna be very surprised. Come Friday, yeah. yep, October the tenth. Okay, well, we'll have to post this on Instagram and uh, you know, yep, see what the uh, what the fans think. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. That's exactly right. I think that's a good idea. Um, you know, okay, well, I'm gonna tell you something, right? Part of it is, right, I'm emotionally a little connected to Ruben Villa because <laughs> yeah. I've seen him fight so many times. Um, but that's another one. I just want to see a good fight because here's the thing, Rick. Mm-hmm. It's your classic, classic boxer-puncher uh-huh. fight. You got the boxer Ruben Villa against the brawler Navarrete. And and most of the time I'm going to go with the uh, the brawler. What doesn't always work out that <laughs> way, Rick? It doesn't, it, doesn't, it doesn't always work out that way, right? Ask, you know, Pernell Whitaker, you yeah. know, how did he do in his career, mm-hmm. right? So even, you know, Vasily Lomachenko, slick boxers, you know, are difficult, right? Yeah. So yeah, and, and, and the southpaw, so, you know, might be a little bit uh, difficult, but uh, I, I, st- I still have not ready by, by knockout. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I've got 
I've got Ruben uh, via by decision. Okay. And don't be surprised if it's a unanimous decision. Yeah. If by the by the sixth round, when you think you know saying Ruben Villa is going to be done, Navarrete is so frustrated, mm-hmm. right, and exasperated that he that he just can't figure him out because Villa's slipping and he's ducking uh-huh. and he's bobbing and he's pot shotting him from different angles, that it ends up being a snoozer. Yeah, Villa, ten to two. Ten to two. I mean, it could be. I'm saying it could yeah. be. It very very well could be. Yeah, so. you know, uh, I don't think so, but uh, well, you know, we'll see. Yeah, that's if. why. Yeah, you know, but but it's good that we have this fight. Yeah, where, you know, we can be on the other side. Yeah, you know, even even in the, uh, the card, the pay per view yeah. card a week or two ago. Yeah, you know, we we had to find a fight that we could you know yeah. take the other. Uh, yeah, the, 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 there wasn't much. Yeah, we'll, we'll have to look. Like, maybe we'll look it up at the next break. That what does Vegas got for this fight? Uh-huh. I would imagine Vegas is with you. Mm-hmm. That they've gotten already as a huge, uh, huge favorite. Yeah, I would imagine. Yeah. Um, so yeah, well, we'll definitely look that up uh, in, in in the break. Yeah. Um, Sergey Lipinets, um, they rescheduled his fight. It was actually supposed to be this Saturday, um, and now it's been rescheduled to October twenty fourth. Okay. Um, he was fighting. Uh, uh, this one's gonna struggle, but Abdukarov. Okay. Abdukarov. Um, is mm-hmm. the uh, who he's gonna fight? But now on the twenty fourth, it'll be on Showtime. Okay. Um, also, we have uh, it looks like the Wilder Fury uh, three fight won't happen until twenty twenty one. Yeah. And um, other interesting news coming out of that is that Wilder recently parted ways with uh, his co trainer Mark Breland. Yeah. You know which um, you know I don't like. You know, I, 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 I hate blaming the uh, the trainer yeah. for, for these things. Um, yeah. Sometimes changes are needed, but uh, also, too, if they're looking to sell, mm-hmm. you know, if, if, if he puts in a bigger name, yeah. you know, possibly, you know, somebody's thinking, you know what, I might get that fight. You know, maybe a Freddie Roach is in his corner or, yeah. you yeah. know, probably won't be Freddie Roach, but maybe, you know, another name. Yeah. So a couple things there, right? Mm-hmm. First of all... Um, Unfortunate that it's being moved to uh, to 2021, mm-hmm. right? But at the same time, um, let's be honest, that fight, especially heavyweights, all fights, I could say this about, especially heavyweights, a lot better to see with fans, right? Yeah. No, and definitely. so I think that's probably um, a factor, right? Not mm-hmm. the factor, but a factor, not only obviously because of the excitement, but the business part of it, yeah. the revenue that it's going to generate or would have missed generating if you do it this year, right? Yeah. So that's that's a big part of it. Um, as far as the trainer's concerned, um, boy, that's unfortunate because everyone, and I mean everyone, I don't know anybody who thinks that Mark Breland, Mark Breland did not make the right decision, yeah. okay? He did the right, he made the right call, okay? Very reminiscent, I hate to say it, very reminiscent of um Rocky and uh uh-huh. and not you know, not throwing the flight, not throwing not throwing the towel in when Apollo Creed was getting devastated by Drago. Okay. Yeah. Um and I mean it, like that's the only one I can think of because he did the right thing. Everybody knew that Wilder was getting his rear end kicked. And, and- I don't want to hear this, I'm gonna go out on my shield. Here's mm-hmm. the thing. He may have Saved you and given the ability, you're the you the ability to fight another day. Yeah, and, okay? and, and we I don't think he know. Did. You know, I, I think he did. You know, absolutely. 
you know, he's probably got another 30, yeah. $40 million payday. Right. You know, if he lets him get knocked completely out, yeah. then there's, you know, then absolutely nobody wants to see that fight again. That's right. That's exactly right. He And, and let's, let's be honest. Like you said, that's where that fight was going. And he was getting mm-hmm. obliterated. Okay. He was getting demolished. He was getting exposed. Every single round, every single second that went on, I mean, it right? Yeah. It, it, I mean, it, it was it was literally right. It, it was a public um, annihilation, right? Yeah. And that's what the that's what your corner is supposed to do. That's what you pay him for. I don't want to hear this. You know, don't throw the towel in. That's his job, man. Yeah. Okay. And we don't know, and neither does Wilder. Now Wilder can say, "Well, that's not why I'm doing it. I'm doing it because you know, need to go in a different direction. Need strategy to learn strategy and yeah, all, all that kind of stuff." But you know, it's unfortunate because that is a factor. That That's more than likely why he did it. Okay. Yeah. If, if you want to bring in, here's the thing, right? And other fighters have done this. Hey, I'm going to bring this trainer in for one fight, right? Yeah. Just to give me a little bit of a different angle. Maybe I need to move five degrees over to fight this guy. But make no mistake, Mark Breeling is my trainer, is and always has been. He'll be overseeing my training. And next fight, more than likely, Mark Breeling will still be my trainer. Yeah. You know, definitely could have done it that way. Looks a lot better, um, but uh, yeah, it's just unfortunate. Uh, even with uh, Andy Ruiz, yeah. you know, after his last loss, yeah, you know, which was clearly he just didn't come into shape, right? His his trainer gets fired. Yeah, see, that's the thing, right? Um, it's the thing that's different. And again, we see it in other sports, right? Mm-hmm. But in other sports, um, it it doesn't happen immediately. So baseball, right? Yeah. Any sport, any team sport, you can't fire in baseball. You got a twenty five man roster. You can't fire twenty five guys, so you fire the coach. Yeah. But with baseball and with team sports, it's over a sustained period, right? Mm-hmm. In other words, you know, your team loses, you know, whatever, eighty games. Okay, we need to go in a different direction. Fighting is a lot more condensed, right? Yeah. Shorter career, you've only got let's just say forty contests, okay? What is frustrating is that when the contest, the outcome of it is 100% because of the fighter. With Andy, you know, with Ruiz, the fighter's inability to stay disciplined, inability to not eat, you know, the carne asada tacos, right? And and uh, with the norchata, right, on 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 the side, you, you know what I mean. Well, yeah, that's, yeah, that's right. And the chilies, and I'll and I'll train later. And you know what? Yeah, let me get a new trainer. That's when you know I get frustrated, right? Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. I thought, for example, um, with Oscar De La Hoya, right? I thought Robert Alcazar had no business being his head trainer. Yeah. Um, Oscar De La Hoya was at the best when Mayweather was training him. Yeah, and senior I, Floyd Mayweather Senior, of course. And I think Alcazar was there, you know, just to be kind of his yes man, and you know, whatever Oscar said, yeah, went right. And and so and so it was a good move. So it's fine. It's mm-hmm. fine for boxers. Um, Alexis Arguello, by the way, did it all throughout his career. In fact, yeah. Alexis Arguello's camp they kept bringing in trainers. Uh, in one case, right, he uh, even though he beat this Mexican fighter, the Mexican fighter was outboxing him, yeah. and he was just faster than him better footwork than him. And that's not something that Arguello's trainers from Nicaragua could teach him. So they went out, Arguello's manager went out and paid and got the Mexican trainer to train him, to teach him the different skill sets that those trainers couldn't teach him. That's fine. Like, there's nothing wrong with that if you're trying to upskill your fighter Mm -hmm. for some things that he may be missing. But when you're doing it simply because I lost, right, 
And now all of a sudden, right, the excuse machine comes out. I lost, and it was because of you. And there, yeah, there has to be always somebody <laughs> right? to blame. Yeah, you're the scapegoat. Mm-hmm. I lost because, yeah, you you threw the towel in, or I wasn't disciplined enough. And you know what? It maybe it had a lot to do with the fact that how you train, whatever. And it's interesting because that's a it's a very interesting relationship, and we probably should talk to uh, several trainers about that. But the relationship is important, by the way. Yeah. The fighter and the trainer have to have some kind of working relationship. Mm-hmm. They they don't always necessarily need to like each other, but they need to respect what what the other person is doing. The mm-hmm. fighter has to respect you know what the trainer is trying to teach, and the trainer, of course, even though they're getting paid, they have to absolutely respect the fighter's work ethic, etc. But, of course, the fighter at the end of the day and the management team controls the most important thing, the universal lubricant, which is money. Yeah. No, definitely. So, I mean, you know, so that's fine. Um, I Again, I don't like it. And, again, part of this, okay, I grew up watching Mark Brilliant fight in the 80s. Mm-hmm. Not You know, so <laughs> so I know Mike Brilliant really well. Came out of the Olympics uh, in 84, mm-hmm. was um, considered, you know, at the time. And he just – he didn't make it. But uh, but he still won a championship. I'll have to look. Pretty sure he won a championship. Yeah. So that's fine. But so that fight's not going to happen until twenty twenty one. Yeah, twenty twenty one. Yeah. And then, you know who knows? Um, you know that that's going to push the Anthony Joshua fight even further out. Yeah. Um. So you know, hopefully yeah. it uh, it does happen early, uh, twenty twenty one. Yeah. And what uh, happens if he gets throttled even sooner? Yeah. You know. So yeah. now, right, we've removed. Right, all doubt, and and the only uh, the root cause was the fact that Fury's just a better fighter than Wilder. Yeah, and and that uh, that's probably the case, and uh, you know we'll we'll see how it goes. Um, also, you know we're getting closer to uh, you know one of our five uh, fights that uh, we wanted to see this year: uh, Lomachenko versus uh, Lopez. Yeah, it's coming uh, the fourteen day weigh in. Um, it's October. The fight's uh, October seventeenth. Uh, Lomachenko's 141.4, and uh, Lopez at 142.4. They both have to to trim down to 135, and, um, you know, both look like they're pretty much on on weight to get there. Yeah, we'll we'll break down that fight again. I think... um We'll break down the fight next week. In it probably fact, deserves its its, its own segment. Yeah, and, uh, it will. Know, we'll, uh, and, and and for that one, I'll tell you, we'll we'll definitely have to bring in different people to give us their yeah. uh, opinions on that. A lot, lot of local trainers that we'll bring in. Um, so that's good. Yeah, definitely, definitely break that one down because that's a that's a. I know a lot of you know um, experts are already weighing in, and I'll tell you, um, and I'll, we'll have to look at the Vegas betting odds on that one. Mm-hmm. But the uh, it's down the middle. But I'm hearing a lot of folks going with Loma. Yeah, you know, I, uh, yeah, a lot of, uh, I think the Latin Snake. Yes. Loma. Yep. Um, you know, you, you got a couple guys, you know, which makes sense. You know, he's the slick boxer. You know, I think they're going with, uh, you know, it's going to be hard for uh, Lopez to uh, catch him. But uh, we'll break that all down, you know, next week. We don't want to. We're going to break it completely down. Yeah. Um, also, uh, you know, the fights are starting to, uh, to get. Uh, get made um the uh jaime mungia terreno johnson undercard is starting to fill out um i'm looking forward to this one rashidi ellis and alexis rocha i saw that i saw that and that was the kid that we were trying to get on here uh, uh-huh. a couple weeks ago and we're gonna see if we can get him on oh yeah we're also gonna have um reached out to uh lazaro okay. uh lorenzana who had the big win so definitely gonna gonna try and get him on um 
Tell you what, Rick, let's because I want to talk a little bit more about that fight and then break down the rest of the news. So let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. Pacific Coast Boxing. All right, Pacific Coast Boxing, Alfonso Ruiz, Rick Prado. We're going to continue the conversation with the boxing news. And so during the break, we're able to see if we can find anything. Nothing posted on the odds yet, right? For Ruben yeah. Villa Navarrete. Yeah, nothing nothing posted. Yeah. We'll have to work on that and, uh, you know, probably for next week. Well, yeah. I mean, they're, they're going to post. Yeah, they'll yeah. post them soon. I think what we'll do is during the week, yeah, when we find them, we'll post it to, uh, post it to Instagram. Yeah. And um, we'll see how good we do as far as the predictions. Um, you know, again, most people are picking, like yourself, yeah. Navarrete. I'm going on a limb and going with yeah. Ruben Villa. I think he absolutely has a uh, has an opportunity to, uh, to to win that fight, but that's just me. So, okay, go ahead, Rick. You're talking about so Jaime Munguia, that card is set, right? Yeah, uh, Rashidi Ellis is going to battle uh, Alexis Rocha. Yeah. A um, couple of uh, unbeaten welterweight prospects. Um, golden Boy guys, too. Both, both Golden Boy. Uh, yeah. We've seen them both. Uh, fight a couple times out at the Fantasy Springs. Yeah. Um, you know, should should be a really good fight. Rashidi Ellis is really fast. Yeah. Um, you know, I think his nickname is Speedy. Yeah, we've seen them both fight, by yeah. the way. We've seen both of them fight in person, mm-hmm. taking pictures with both of them. Yeah. Um, they're both in Golden Boy. Um, Alexis Rocha, by the way, he's ranked number 12 by the WBC, mm-hmm. 13 by the IBF. I don't see Rashidi Ellis. Yeah. So this is an interesting one, right? And this is again, this is one of those fights where it's an inter, um, you know, promotional mm-hmm. matchup, right? Yeah. Between two of Golden Boys fighters. I'm just surprised that you know Golden Boys put into the card on putting them together. Yeah. It, right. Uh, you know, both of them probably need a fight, and uh, you know they need a good fight. Yeah, that one I could tell you. So we're gonna do whatever we can to reach out to Alexis Rocha. He's got an interesting story mm-hmm. um, on how he got, you know, into fighting and where he's at. Um, his brother fights, by the way. Yeah. Right. Um, so that that's gonna that's gonna be interesting. I think that's gonna, in fact, um, that's gonna be a dang good fight. No, yeah, it's gonna be a really good fight. Yeah. Um, also on that card, uh, I'm looking forward to this one: Marlon Esparza. Yep. Versus Sulem Urbina. Yes. Um, another couple of uh, Golden Boy uh, fighters. Yes. And, um, you know, we've also seen uh, Esparza fight. Right. In person. Yeah, that's going to be a good one. Um, we almost had Sula Morbina, by the way, yeah. on, on the show, and then stuff happened. Um, it, was, it was funny, right? It was right around July. Yeah. Um, we share birthdays that are very close, and we didn't get to, to hook up. But we're going to see if we can either way – um, that's a big step of fight for Urbina, mm-hmm. right? It really is. It's a big step of fight in competition. She had her first fight in the United States, um, I think it was earlier this year. Yeah. And um, right here, right? at the, We actually ran into her and didn't completely know who was who, but now we know. And so that's going to be a, a good fight for her especially. And for Marlon Esparza, right, coming off the Sinisa Strata fight, that's like not just a... Oh, by the way, you know, just stay busy. Like that could shape up to be a pretty decent fight. Yeah, no, it it uh, definitely uh, should should be exciting, and uh, you know, probably the the winner probably gets that fight with Sinisa Estrada. I I hope you know we talked about that. You're right. We talked about that as one of the um, one of the fights that we wanted, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so hopefully, hopefully that uh, that happens. But I'm telling you. 
That's going to be an interesting fight. I'm actually glad that it happened. It's a big opportunity for Sula Murbina, who was on the cusp um, of uh, of signing a contract with Golden Boy. Yeah. And so, you know, a lot on the line here. Yeah. Right? And it doesn't even necessarily need to be um, a win, right? Yeah. Um, from Sula Murbina's perspective, if she just goes in there and puts up a... Um, a competitive performance, yeah. right? This could give her the opportunity to to a lot of other big fights, and Golden Boy would be foolish to not to not sign her. Yeah, no, and I I think um, you know the um, the female uh, boxing, you know, I, I think has a good chance of uh, you know starting to blow up, you know, come the end of this year, uh, early next year. Um, also, does uh, Zone uh, and uh, Matchroom, yeah, they've got a. Uh, Triple first ever women's triple header. Yeah, world title triple header. Yeah, uh, November fourteenth, from uh, from the UK, Katie Taylor versus Miriam Gutierrez. Uh, Terry Harper defends her title, and uh, Rachel Ball and she they fight for the uh, vacant WBA bantamweight crown. Yeah, and, and um, that's a good thing. And by the way, the fight that everybody wanted to see, and then there was a bunch of issues, mm-hmm. was uh, Katie Taylor and Amanda Serrano. Uh-huh. And that kind of fell through, so you know, hopefully that makes its way in. But no, man, I'm excited and good for uh, good for women's boxing. Yeah, it's good for boxing. Period. No, yeah, definitely. I, th- I think there's there there's room for you know it, it to grow. Um, yeah. I, I think UFC, um, women's uh, MMA. Has, yeah. has exploded over the last few years. Yeah. And it's time that hopefully uh, women's boxing can do. This yeah, thing. and it and it shows, and that's a good point, Rick. It shows that it is possible, yeah. right? Uh, to to grow a fan base and to grow interest in yeah. women's fighting, it it's very possible. You just got to get their you know their stories out there, and uh, if you, you know, get the story, you get exciting the, fights. Yep, you get the quality mm-hmm. right, and you're you're absolutely right. UFC shows it. Even yeah. in UFC, we could talk about oh my gosh, but there's not that many women in UFC, right? Yeah. Um, you know, Amanda Nunez, the posters we have, yeah. right? Um, of course, Ronda Rousey and um and uh, Holly Holm, right? Yeah. Of course, beat Ronda Rousey. You know what I'm saying? It's not like you got like 30 or 40 women. Yeah, no. It's, but it doesn't uh, matter. Yeah. You don't need that many. And we have enough of them in boxing, mm-hmm. right? Uh, Cecilia Brockes, right, with the rematch that we talked about. Um, and you've got Marlene Esparza and Sinise and uh, Katie Taylor and Amanda Serrano. And that's the thing, right? We talk about that. They suffer more than the men do. Right, because of all of the BS that's involved with the sanctioning bodies and the rankings and all that. Yeah, that you know, you talk about like women, the promoters and the sanctioning bodies, the managers just need to say, hey, you know what? Let's forget where we're at. Yeah. Let's make women's boxing what it should be, and let's just make these fights. Yeah, regardless, right? Mm-hmm. Forget about the money. I mean, let's. I mean, so I, it's it's frustrating because there's a lot of quality female fighters, man. Yeah, no, they're, they're, there's a lot of them out there. Um, uh, who, who's the top fighter? I, I forget her name right now. Um, female? Female. Um, You're talking about Shields? Shields. Yeah. Um, I think yeah. Shields is going to MMA. Yeah. She's got a couple more boxing matches, yeah. and then uh, uh-huh. she's going to MMA just because she said that's where the money's at. And it's unfortunate because yeah, you know, she's, she's undefeated right. champion. Right. But, uh, you know, she says, you know, give her a little bit of uh, – Training and she's ready to get in there. And again, unfortunately, if you look at her record and look at what she's done, if she was in the UFC, uh-huh. she'd be headlining pay per view. Yeah. Yeah. And guess what? And we would be watching them. Yeah. In boxing, 
She was the last. Um, no, not she. It was it was uh, Cecilia Brockes. But no, I don't I don't blame her. Unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. By the way, um, Alexis Rocha. It was his brother's Ronnie Rios. Ronnie Rios. Yeah. 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 I don't know why I couldn't think about it. Yeah. But um, we're gonna see if we can get. Um, that's a big fight for Alexis. No. Yeah. Definitely. We're gonna uh, see if we can get him on. Yeah. I mean, I'm excited that you know two. Uh, two exciting, exciting fighters. You know, it's, it's rare that you get those fighters to fight each other at this at this point of their career. Um, you know, it's good that Golden Boy is doing that. You know, hopefully, uh, you know that fight will deliver. Um, also, uh, they moved the uh, Gervonta Davis and Leo Santa Cruz fight uh, to October thirty first. It'll now be uh, at the. Alamo Dome in San Antonio, yeah. still Showtime pay-per-view. Yep. Um, and this will be the first time a major boxing event with fans. Yeah. You know, since since COVID. Yeah, that's pretty exciting. And they haven't yeah. really announced, like, how they're going to do it, how many fans, mm-hmm. right? But there's definitely going to be fans. Yeah. They yeah. already sold, started selling tickets today. Yeah. And I'll tell you, I know we were talking about it. We mm-hmm. started looking at it. Yeah. I started looking at it. So, you know, if we can make that happen, we're going to see if we can be there. Yeah. That's, See, but, that's big enough. Yeah, you know, big fight, you know, yeah. but, uh, you know, I think boxing is uh, stepping all over its toes again. Yeah. You know, because October 31st, yeah. you've got uh, the ESPN card with uh, Inouye versus Jason Maloney. Yeah. And then you've also got the DAZN card with uh, Yusick versus uh, Chisor. Yeah. You know, so you've got three boxing cards all on the same night. Um, yeah. You know, they're going to split the... Uh, and I think that the, now that's going to be. Uh, I agree. That's going to be Inouye's first fight here in the U.S. Uh-huh. Right. I'm just looking, thinking about the times. Yeah. And Usek and Chisora on the zone. That's in the U.K. Mm-hmm. In fact, okay. If, um, what was the third fight you said? Well, you've got the the, the, the Javante Davis. Yeah. Yeah. Davis. yeah. Yeah. Because there's two fights. There's yeah. also, I mean, on lesser, but uh, Lee Selby is fighting uh, yeah. George Campbell's Jr. Those two fights are in the UK, so those fights are going to be early, mm-hmm. okay? Which doesn't help here in the United States, right? The yeah. fights are like at noon at one. Very few people are going to watch yeah. that noon at one. But to your point, but the ESPN fight will, right? Yeah. The ESPN fight's probably going to be on four or five o'clock, uh-huh. I would imagine, and then the Santa Cruz etc. is going to be on probably main event, probably about eight nine o'clock Pacific time mm-hmm. ten. Either way, totally get it, right? And again. You're absolutely right because that's the issue. UFC, there would be one UFC fight. Yeah. Right? I talked about the dilemma I had last week, <laughs> right? Trying to watch the Charlo um fight at the uh at this establishment that we go to. Yeah. And they said, "Yeah, sorry." Sorry, yeah. <laughs> yeah, not going to happen. There's a UFC. <laughs> I got bumped by a UFC fight. Yeah. And by the way, that wasn't even considered a big UFC fight. No. And and, and I think uh this fight also got bumped. Uh, yeah. They, they wanted to get off of that 24 October 24th date. Just so that uh, they weren't competing against UFC on the same night. Yeah, I mean, again, I want. I'll see if I can watch all those. Not a fan mm-hmm. of the, again the zone. I guess I can go back and watch it later, right? Yeah. Um, I'm probably going to record the Inoue mm-hmm. fight, and then I'll either be at the fight to watch the you know, Santa Cruz and Davis, or yeah. watch that one. Is probably the one I watch. Yeah. Because that's the thing, right? Now, again, folks, I mean, everybody's got a different situation. But, I, you know, even guys like ourselves, I can't sit there and dedicate seven hours on a Saturday yeah, no, to watch it's, boxing. It's going to be rough. It's not going to happen. Yeah. So you're right. That's, you know, there, there's another issue, yeah. right? 
Unfortunately. Um, also, uh, you know, a couple of your favorite fighters, uh, yeah. Daniel Jacobs, Gabriel Rosado. Finally, you know, they're yeah. going to they're gonna fight each other November 27th on the yeah. zone. Yeah. Um, you know, Jacob said, hey, that uh, Rosado, he's he's talked his way into this fight, and it's now time to see if he can back it up. Yeah, and he has, by the way, right? I mean, we follow him on Instagram, and, yeah, he's been talking up a storm about, mm-hmm. you know, Jacob's was basically, you know, given opportunities that he wasn't. And I'll tell you, I think I said a week or two ago, if you look at the records, I get what Rosado's saying, right? Rosado's yeah. fought against the very best, yeah. and Jacobs has been given opportunities mm-hmm. to uh, to fight for championships. At the same time, I think that from a boxing perspective, Jacobs is probably a little bit more skilled, yeah. right, as a boxer, and that's why he got those opportunities. But again, Gabriel Rosado's another one of these guys where you're not going to get an Erickson Lubin performance. Yeah, okay. no, no. It, you know, you're it's it's going to be a war. Um, he also beat was it uh, was it not Valorio Brian Vera, in that uh, kind of different event in Vegas, right? And he's you know he's not Chavez Junior. He's going to come to fight. That's exactly right, and that's why we like guys like Gabe yeah. Rosado. We're big we're big fans of yeah. him because you know exactly what you're going to get. Yeah, he's not going to quit on the stool or I got cut. You know, was it a head? But was it not? Or my nose is broken, right? Yeah, you literally have to carry a guy like Gabe Rosado out of the ring. Mm-hmm. That's that's how good it is. Now, you know, as we get closer, maybe we'll talk about that, give my yeah. prediction uh-huh. on who I think's going to win, okay? But I think it could be a good fight. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it'll be an exciting fight, uh, you know, looking forward to that. Uh, you He's know, trained by, by the way, Rosado's yeah. trained by, uh, by Freddie Roach. Okay. Yeah, he did uh, recently move out here to, yeah. uh, to mm-hmm. L.A. Right. Got his um, own gym. Yeah. Um, also, DAZN, um has scheduled uh, Devin Haney, Yorkis Gamboa. That'll be on November seventh. Um, so f- you know, fights are starting to get made here towards the tail end of uh, 2020, and then uh, you know, I think looking forward to um, you know even bigger fights in yeah. 2021. Yeah, I think, um, and that's one of those fights where you know Davis didn't look too good against. Your Gervonta Davis, I'm mm-hmm. talking about Tank Davis, didn't let, look too good against Gamboa. Yeah, clearly Gamboa is not the same Gamboa when he, you know, got onto the boxing scene yeah, as no. perhaps the next great phenom. Way past that, yeah. we don't know if his performance against Davis was that good or Davis was just that bad that night. Yeah. Right? I think it was somewhere in the middle, uh-huh. probably more on the fact that Davis was just that bad. Yeah. Okay. Um, but it's a good step up fight for Haney. Mm-hmm. His first first name fight really is, he's he's taken right. Who's moving up in weight, and so it's a name right. Yeah. And Gamboa still Gamboa. So I, that's a good good fight. If I'm his management team, I give them an A for putting that fight together because it's yeah. a good test. Right. He's a he's I don't want to say Gamboa's a journeyman, but mm-hmm. he's he's close to there. Right. Yeah. Journeyman slash gatekeeper. Yeah, is kind of where he's at in his career. Yeah, definitely. He's he's got uh, three or four fights, maybe, and you know he, he may lose those three or four fights. That's right. That's exactly right. Um, but yeah, that's that's pretty much. Um, we had some news with Kovalev, right? Oh yeah, the Kovalev uh, yeah. news. Um, he he got three years probation. Yeah. Um, he was. Um, let me find it. 
this happened right here in Big Bear, by the way. This happened right here in Big yeah. Bear where he... So he got uh, three t- years probation for yeah. misdemeanor fighting, noise, yeah. offensive words, yeah. uh, and he reached a, uh, a plea bargain yeah. with prosecutors. Um, it was with a woman and her dog, yeah. and um, he also has to take an anger management class. Yeah. Uh, the woman alleged Kovalev punched her yeah. and kicked her dog when he when she spurned his... Uh, his advances. That's right. So he he was able to get her to his room, uh-huh. right? Or he went to her room, uh-huh. right? Well, one of those two, right? This was after you know a bar in uh, in Big Bear, right? Uh-huh. And then once they got there, right? Which you know he's thinking, okay, I'm at we're in the room, right? Yeah. Nothing happens. Don't know what happened. Obviously, we don't condone. And in fact, I think it's the worst when a male puts any hand on a female. Yeah. Okay, I think it's unacceptable and it's very ungentlemanlike. So, if any of that is true, screw him, man. Yeah, you know, I think oh, that's yeah, a bunch definitely. of garbage that he was going to do that. And yeah. I'm even more glad now that Canelo was able to knock him out. Yeah, and do what he had to do. But that that's a that's that's pretty crazy. And here's the thing, right? In other sports. Right? Mm-hmm. What would the NFL do if oh. an NFL player was was uh, convicted of that? Yeah, it had done for the year, maybe uh, part of the next year. Right. Yeah. If not longer, yeah. right? I mean, depending on the severity. This is pretty serious. Yeah. And so you know where I'm going with it is that the boxing sanctioning bodies, right, they should do the same thing, mm-hmm. right? The only way to penalize him is yeah. to say, hey, man, you're banned. Yeah, no, no boxing – from now, because not from the time you committed it, not this yeah. this BS that's you know that they're doing. He doesn't have to uh, serve time because of time served, right? And all this stuff. Do it from right now, from the time of the conviction, out for two years. Can't yeah. compete in the sport because of what you did. And not that there's any you know fight out there for him, anyways. Okay, but chances are we're going to see him in the ring within a year when a lot yeah. of this stuff clears up. Don't you think? No, yeah. So yeah, that's a, that's that's the first thing I thought of, right? Is yeah, I mean, WBAW, somebody, somebody come out, right? One of them come out and just make it, make the statement to say, okay, Kovalev, we're not we're not sanctioning any fight with Kovalev for a full year. Yeah, no, and I, you know, no, unfortunately, nobody's going to do that. They, you know, uh, he's got probably one or two more fights left in him. Yeah, and they're going to you know squeeze all the all the juice out of. Uh, Kovalev. Yeah. Well, and you know, and if you look, right, who who has them ranked? So the WBO has them ranked number four. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, who else? Right. He's not really. They don't. I think that's the only sanctioning body that. Oh no, no. no okay. W but WBC has them at number six. Um, and that's it. That's it. Yeah. It just. Uh, you know? So the WBA and the IBF can kind of stamp pat and say, hey, well, he's not even ranked anyways. Mm-hmm. But the WBO and the WBC could say, you know what? We are temporarily removing him from the rankings, yeah. right? Yeah, you know, unfortunately, he's still got a name. You know, I I, I probably see him getting a uh, Zordo Ramirez fight maybe. Yeah. You know, uh, on his way out. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. But, you know, all we, can, we weren't there. We don't know the facts. But, okay. They settled out of court. Um, yeah. I don't know if you mentioned also, but they uh, he settled out of court with her, paying her $650,000. Oh. And yeah. so she had to go back because he was making payments, and she wants to make sure that she's actually receiving the payments. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, all, all you we have is what we know. Why would he be paying? It definitely, yeah, it definitely looks bad. 
Right. Why would he be yeah. paying? Why would he settle out of court? Because, right, for fear of being locked away for several years, mm-hmm. right? So that's that's what happened. So you know what, man? Screw that guy. Yeah. Sorry, man. I've got daughters, and you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And this uh, this guy wants to do that kind of crap and that kind of garbage. Um, and then the sanctioning okay. bodies, of course, they're not they're not going to do anything. Yeah. You know? G- give me a break. That's That's the kind of stuff that happens, man. Anyways... Um, the other thing, Rick, I want to mention on news, um, you know, the, and we'll talk about it, the Estrada Quadras fight, right? Uh-huh. That's coming up. I think you had touched on it, right? Yeah. Um, that's going to be a good fight. That's, yeah, a, no. that's a rematch. Yeah, it'll okay. be uh, October 23rd on DAZN. Yeah. And uh, Chocolatito on the uh, undercard. Uh, should be a pretty good card. Um, you know, looking forward to it. And uh, I think... Uh, you know the winner of that fight will get Chocolatito. Yeah, so we'll, wins yeah, we'll have to talk about that fight in a in a week or two when we mm-hmm. get closer to that because that's a big fight. Yeah. Um, Quadras lost in a unanimous decision, I think, or majority decision, um, and I think that this is Quadras is probably last hurrah yeah. as a, a big name and a big player. Mm-hmm. So he has a lot vested in doing really well in this fight. Yeah, he loses and he's going to become you know that journeyman slash um, gatekeeper status. So this is a big fight for him, man. No, yeah, really looking forward. See, I'm saying, you know, October is is really filling up. It's like week after week after week, we're getting getting fights. We've got a stretch right here with uh, Navarrete this week. Then we've got uh, Lomachenko Lopez. Then we have uh, this triple header. And then uh, we get into, uh, you know, Halloween night, October 31st, and yeah. we get those three cards. Davis, yeah, that's going to be really good, man. So, yeah, October's shaping out really, really good. Cool, man. All right, there you go, folks. You got caught up with your boxing news. We're all over the place. Yeah. All over the place, but you got covered. We'll be right back. Of course, we got the stat of the day, right, Rick? Yes, we got that. Big stat of the day. We'll be right back, folks. All right, Pacific Coast Boxing, Alfonso Ruiz, Rick Prado back. Um, don't forget, folks, we are on um, Apple iTunes, right, Rick? Mm-hmm. Apple iTunes. We're on Spotify. Uh, we're on. We're going to be on Amazon. Um, like us, by the way. Uh, follow us on iTunes because that's a big deal. Yeah. We get credit, and it's free to do, and it um, improves our standing and position on that. And then, you know, make sure you counterpunch us as, as well. Send us an email, counterpunch at pacificosboxing.com. Hey, there's a certain, you know, some folks, again, these are personal friends. They'll text me and we'll cover mm-hmm. some topics that they want us to cover. Yeah. Right? So some of these things are because of folks' direct feedback. So you guys want us to talk about some. We can go in a lot of different directions, man. Yeah. We're, we're old school, but obviously we follow the fighters of today. But we're definitely um, fired up about season two. And I'm going to tell you something. Okay, I'm going to go out on a limerick. We're going to have a guest next week. Okay. Yeah, we're going to have somebody next week. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so that that's going to be exciting, especially in front of a uh, of big fight yeah. week. Pretty, pretty, um, pretty certain it's not going to be Goyo. We haven't, we haven't heard from Goyo in a while. Yeah, we haven't heard from Goyo in a while. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We did touch base offline, personal, let him know that, you know, Leonard, he, Bob, I'm going to tell you something. He was uh, wasn't happy that you took a that you did a draw. By the way, he was he was not happy. No, he said, yeah. of course. He said, and he and he said, how could you let him get away by not choosing a winner? <laughs> I said, hey man, there's 
12 rounds, yeah. each of them individually scored. Yeah. I had and, it 6-6. Six, six. And you had it 6-6. Six, six. It's called 114-114. My, 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 ju- my judging integrity can't be uh, compromised. Yeah, I, that's what I told him. And yeah. he said, it's BS yeah. that I, I let you get off the hook. <laughs> I should have forced you to pick a winner. Uh-huh. And I said, well, we did. We said, in the end, we gave the decision to Leonard again. Right, yeah. um, simply because I had Leonard, you had I don't a draw. Know if that's what we did, but yeah. Uh, well, I did. Okay. That's the thing. Well, I did. You didn't give it to Hagler. Yeah. Okay. That that's all that mattered is yeah. you didn't give it to Hagler. You know, yeah. you were right down the middle like a lot of people were. Yeah. So the point was made. Yeah. So, anyways, um, I, I tell you what, man. Um, we haven't talked about Ryan Garcia. Yeah. He hasn't been in the news in a long time, man. Yeah, um, you know, he's been posting on uh, you know, Twitter, Instagram. Yeah. Uh he, he's waiting for a fight date, as we are. Yeah. All are. We yeah. are waiting for Yeah, no kidding. Know, when, well, Luke when, Campbell, when is right? The, yeah. Is he supposed to fight Luke Campbell? So he, he has an opponent, he doesn't have a date yet. Yeah. You know, yeah. so uh, I think he's just as frustrated as uh, you know, everybody else. And, and I'm thinking, by the way, that I think the reason you don't mm-hmm. is that he knows, right, that he draws quite the audience, yeah, right. We talked about the February fourteenth Honda Center event that we attended, and there's seven, eight thousand people, and they're just to watch him. You could imagine if he has a name opponent like Luke Campbell, yeah, right. How many people will that draw? So I really do think that, and maybe De La Hoya's floating him some money in the in the interim, right? Yeah. But I really do think that they're saying, hey, look, right, this fight could draw ten thousand, maybe more, mm-hmm. right? Imagine that fight, right, Rick. Taking place uh, in um, across the pond, yeah, in Luke Campbell's backyard. You're talking twenty thousand. Yeah, e- okay, easy, easy, easy. And and Ryan Garcia getting a piece of that mm-hmm. on top, right? Getting the gate, the concessions, and all that on top of whatever he's going to get just for fighting. You're talking it's you know, hundred two hundred percent raise. Which Ryan Garcia, I think, is saying, okay, makes sense, right? I mean, think about it. Or, okay, fight him in October, right, or November at the Fantasy Springs, right? We give you, you know, 250000 no fans. Yeah. Or, right, wait early 2021, fight him in front of, you know, a bunch of ravaging fans mm-hmm. across the pond and $2.5 million. Or, or 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 take it, you know, you won't probably mm-hmm. won't get two and a half million yeah. in Cowboy Stadium, but right. go to Cowboy Stadium. If mm-hmm. if uh, Davis and uh Santa Cruz Santa Cruz can fight in uh at the Alamo Dome, at yeah. The Alamo Dome, you know, why why not move it to uh Dallas? You know, they, or Vegas at yeah. Ale- at the Allegiant Stadium, right? Yeah. Or Al- so I mean if that's what I think's going on there. If I think they've convinced mm-hmm. for because otherwise we'd be hearing a lot more from Ryan Garcia, yeah. don't you think? Yeah, well we were hearing a lot there for a while. It was that, like, that's we the had thing. a weekly segment of right. Ryan Garcia. That's news. what I mean. So I think that's what happened, and I think it makes sense. I think they're saying, "Hey, man, you know, this has the potential to make ten, ten times more money, mm-hmm. right?" So it's one of those, you know, uh, color, you know, color, right? Where why run down for one of the cows, right? Yeah, and you walk down and do them all, kind of thing, right? I think that's what this is, right? I think it's like, hey, man, you can wait. And he's right. At this point, why not wait another four or five months? Yeah. That's nothing in his career. Wait another four or five months and make eight to ten times the money. Yeah. It, it, that's definitely a good uh, That's what I think is option. That's what um, I think is, is happening, man. So anyways, think, talk, talking about eight to ten times, those are all numbers. Those are all statistics. 
Stat of the week, Rick. Stat of the week. Um, you know, I had to dig deep for this one. Um, CompuBox uh, era. Yeah. Um, the heavyweight record. Yeah. For the amount of punches landed and thrown was in this fight between two heavyweights. Do you want to try to guess? Okay, wait. It was a record for the most, right? For, for the most. Most landed, most thrown. The most landed and thrown mm-hmm. by both, right? So it's a, yeah, it's, it's it's a combined total. Yeah. It's a combined total of both yeah. heavyweights. Give me at least a... A, a couple of PBC fighters. Okay. Give me an... Uh, on Aero, PBC has to be recent then. It's recent, right? Yeah, I, yeah, I, I yeah. Put so this that, fight in two or three years? Yeah, so that, yeah, that gives me a lot. PBC didn't exist more than five years ago, <laughs> right? Um, but I'm trying to think of some of the PBC fighters. I mean, fight. Deontay Wilder's a PBC. F- fight was at the Barclays Center. Um, this was a 12 round fight. Yeah. Um, they said uh, action packed. Yeah. Uh, one of, and it was one unanimous decision. Yeah. Ortiz um, is PBC. Yeah. Wilder's PBC. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. I'm, I'm drawing straws. Yeah, I, I'm yeah. drawing blanks. Um, you know, one is, you know, one of your favorite fighters. Yeah. Uh, from Riverside. Oh, 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 I know I know who it is now. Yeah, I know who it is. And it was a good fight. You're talking yeah. against, uh, yeah, the po- the Polish guy, Ad- Adam Kowalski. Oh, Adam right? Kowalski. Yes. And uh, Chris Ariola combined. Chris Ariola, yeah. For, uh, to land yeah. a record 667 punches. Yeah. And uh, through... Yeah, a CompuBox heavyweight record of two thousand one hundred and seventy-two punches. Um, Ariola is a PBC fighter. Yeah, both, I just, both see, are PBC. That's what threw me that's off. What threw you off. Yeah, that's what threw me off. Yeah, Kowalski. Yes, and that. And by the way, mm-hmm. that was a good heavyweight fight. Yeah, and that was um, Ariola's first fight with uh, with with Goosen as his trainer, uh-huh. and he looked like a much better fighter. And, and, and he looked good. Yeah, you he know, did. It, uh, yeah. You know, fortunately, I think uh, Koznacki lost his next fight. Is that right? He did. Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah, he got knocked out because he, I don't know if he got knocked out, but he did lose. Mm-hmm. And because that, you know, he was looking to um, to, to be the next big fight. I mean, you know, talking about Ortiz, et cetera. And then, and then he lost, un- unfortunately. But um, so how many punches? 2,100? Yeah, 2,172. Yeah. Punches. Which again, which that's for heavyweights, right? Yeah, so these if, are heavyweights. That's yeah. why it's kind of. If uh, you were to look up the most, like it, it would blow that away for the most ever, which is going to be in the lighter divisions, of course. Oh right? yeah, of course. Yeah, um, you know, I think the previous the, the previous record was thrown, one thousand seven hundred thirty, and that was Aiki Iabuchi. Yeah. And David Tua. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was back in the day. You know, so that was a while ago, and then the uh, combined record landed. Yeah. Uh, which it barely beat was uh, six hundred fifty. And that was David Izon yeah. and David Tua. Well, if you think about it, though, right, uh, you know, 2,100 punches, and yeah. you just start to do the math, divided by 12, uh-huh. that's 175 punches yeah. around. Right? And so, yeah, for heavyweights, that's a lot. For regular fighter, that's not, right? Um, in the lighter divisions, 175 punches, I mean, one fighter can do that. Yeah. You know? But, yeah, for heavyweights, you, you just don't get this. Uh, no, you don't. And, to, and and the thing is, you may get that for a round or two, but to sustain that mm-hmm. for 12 rounds, right, that's the that's the key with heavyweights is the sustainability yeah. for 12 rounds to continue to do that. But that was a good fight. And um, Sergio Riola, don't know if that's been signed yet, but they talked about him fighting Andy Ruiz, yeah. right? Um, I don't think it's been signed yet, but uh, I think it was pretty close. Yeah. And I tell you what. 
both of them kind of local kids, right? You know, Ariola's right. from Riverside, probably a little bit more local er yeah. than uh, Andy Ruiz, who's out from Imperial County. Imperial County. You know, but I hope that fight takes place in a local um, venue. I, I tell you what, is, that would be nuts in there. Imagine all the people from Riverside, et cetera. Uh-huh. No, it would definitely... Uh, and you got all the folks coming for Andy Ruiz, you know, right? I, I would love that fight at uh, in Carson. At the uh, yeah. Dignity Sports. Yeah. You know, I think that uh, that would be a good venue for that one. Mm. I would like it at Omega Productions. Omega Productions. Yeah, only because we, we don't have to drive that far. <laughs> <laughs> or at Ontario. How about Ontario? Yeah. Ontario would work. At the Honda, yeah. not the Honda Center, whatever that is. How about the there? The Toyota Center, I The believe. Toyota Center. Yeah. yeah. That would be, I'm seriously, that mm. would be a good place to watch that fight. Yeah. Uh, uh, updated, it said, uh, Ruiz has already said he, he's not going to fight until 2021. Yeah. So that... Uh, it would have to happen, you know, early 2020. Yeah, and the same thing, right? A, not only because he's still getting in shape, but he's looking to make as much money as possible. Yeah. And he's not, you know, I get it. He made his money earlier, but he's not one of these guys that can just, you know, take a fight like that. Mm-hmm. So, good deal, right? Good stat of the week, man. Good stuff. All right, we'll be right back to wrap this up, talk about what's coming next week. We'll be right back. All right, Pacifico's Boxing, we're back to wrap this thing up. So here's the deal, Rick. Next week, um, again, we're going to have we're gonna have a, 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 at least one special guest. Okay. we got to start off Series 2 the right way. Today was as much about really trying to set the table with everything that's going on in boxing, and I think we got a lot of good information. It's kind of like a feel-out round. Kind of like a feel-out round, but yet, right, it was action-packed. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so well, that's— we still won the round. Yeah, we still you know, won the round. round. Yeah, ab- ab- absolutely. Because there's a lot, so much stuff. We can go in so many different directions when it comes to uh, to boxing, man. So we're definitely um, going to do that. Um, we'll have again. I'm going to do. I'm going to work on getting Alexis Rocha. Mm-hmm. I'm going to work on getting Alexis Rocha. Going to see if we can get uh, Lazaro Lorenzana on to talk yeah. about um, his first his pro debut. Really curious to see how he went. Um, and or see if we can get a trainer to really to break down and help with the Leo Santa Cruz and Gervonta Davis. And again, from this point on, we're always going to talk about one um, classic great fighter. Today, as you could tell, it was Alexis Arguello, who happens to be one of my favorite fighters. He may even get the nod again next week as I as I finish that book. Yeah. Okay, there it is. I'm getting 10 seconds, Rick. We're going old school. So here's my shoe shine in the corner. Um, I said it earlier, there is not a single featherweight today that would beat Alexis Arguello, not Gary Russell Jr., not Leo Santa Cruz, not Josh Warrington, not Emmanuel uh, uh, Navarrete at the 130. No way. Miguel Perchalt knocked out. Jamal Herring, not in his class. Shakur Stevenson, give me a break. Oscar Valdez, not even close. Carl Frampton, no way. Only one who would maybe get a shot is Ruben Villa because he would be slick enough to maybe outbox Arguello, but Arguello would beat him at the very end in a knockout. That's it, Rick. That's it. Um, we'll talk to you on uh, Monday. Can't wait. Hopefully you come down and watch the fights here. We can watch that Navaretti fight on Friday. Yeah. We'll, we'll see you guys all next week. Yeah, de- definitely. All right, folks. Check us out on Instagram. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. <laughs>